When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we have Elliot Knopp. He writes for us here at The Viking Age, and um, the Vikings play the Bears on Sunday in their 2021 season finale, but that game doesn't really mean anything, so we're probably not really going to touch on that. So I'm just going to get started and get right into it. Let's fast forward to Monday, Elliot. Looking ahead to next Monday, uh, what do you think, maybe not what you want, but what do you think is going to happen when it comes to the future of Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman with the Vikings? Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be this huge change that everybody wants there to be. I know it would be certainly interesting. It would get everybody riled up for next season, which, you know, we we would like some excitement heading into the next year. But I don't think much is going to change, unfortunately. You know, Zemmer, for all the criticism that he does receive, he has found a way to stay competitive in many games, despite losing by one score in almost all of them mm-hmm. this year. And... You know, it's just I feel like they still think that there's a couple missing pieces, especially with all the injuries that have happened. Uh, they did assemble a pretty good team that at the beginning of the year, everyone thought was going to contend for a Super Bowl. And it just didn't end up that way. So I think they're going to end up giving them the benefit of a doubt of the really shaky year that had a lot going wrong with it, especially with week one. So I don't know if much is going to change, but I would love to see something happen. Yeah, You mentioned week one, which was against the Bengals, which most people are like, oh, that's that's a win for the Vikings. It's the Bengals. And now the Bengals went in, won the NFC North, or not NFC North, the AFC North. And, you know, they're one of the top seeds in the AFC heading into the playoffs. So that, that loss in overtime doesn't really look that bad. Same thing with, uh, you know, the Cardinals. Uh, they're in the playoffs too. A bunch, a bunch of the losses the Vikings have uh, were to teams that are in the playoffs, which, you know, those are the games you have to win if you want to be in the playoffs, but it kind of makes it a little better 
Then, of course, you have, you know, the Lions, uh, which, you know, we don't need to talk about. Um, but if, if Mike Zimmer is fired on Monday, uh, if they just decide to, you know what, it was, it's been eight years, we've, we, we tried, tried a bunch of things and, and nothing's worked. What, why do you think, what, what are some of the reasons you think they might actually decide to part with Mike Zimmer on Monday or, or shortly after? Well, I think the reasons that stand out most to everybody is coming from a lack of preparation. And that was very clear, like from the first week in week one, when the offensive line commit how many penalties in the first half. And just every time they would go into a game after halftime, when adjustments would be made and stuff like that, the Vikings just couldn't seem to pull it together. And the game would end up being a lot closer than it was supposed to be most of the time. So I think it just came down to having a plan and having a backup plan for when things aren't going your way. Because we all remember when they're like, hey, Zimmer's going to come out with scripted plays. And it's like, oh, okay, this is a huge headline in a game. So we're wondering why this is all this chaos, right? So that's one that really stands out to me is just making sure that there's a good plan in place that can be executed that will last throughout the entire course of a game. And, you know, it just comes down to that. Basically, for me, is just you need to be able to put your team in the best position to win. And there were multiple times throughout the season where it was very clear that they didn't have that chance. Yeah, I think if they bring Mike Zimmer back, they've got to bring in maybe someone else or or assign a duty to someone else to help with game management because that's definitely not one of his his greatest strengths. You know, just figuring out when to call timeouts and you know what adjustments to make and when to pass the ball and when to run the ball um, and what sort of defense to play because we saw about against the Lions when they were playing, you know prevent on the 10 yard line uh and <laughs> that didn't really uh, work out too well um so yeah i think if he does come back they have to figure out a way to either have someone else do the game management or just just i don't know that that has to improve because it's not and it's been pretty consistent throughout his tenure with the vikings that that's kind of been a problem uh but at the same time I feel like a lot of coaches struggle with that. There aren't too many coaches that are like, wow, he's really good at, you know, managing the game. Maybe Bill Belichick, maybe because I just don't play, pay as close attention to him and he could have the same problems. But I feel like it's it's common because I used to hear it with Andy Reid and stuff and how he was not good with managing the clock late in games and then won the Super Bowl and then everyone stops talking about that. So um, on the flip side, why do you think, you know, what do you think some of the reasons are the Vikings might keep Mike Zimmer? One of the things Mike Zimmer is really good at, and this is one of the biggest things that's really championed for him throughout his career, is his ability to game plan on the defensive side of the ball. And as we've seen that, you know, it may not have turned out the way we'd like to because of, let's say, some errors made by Bashad Breland or, you know, some mental mistakes made by the defense. But the fact is that the game plan itself wasn't necessarily bad at times. It was just a couple things that happened along the way. And you would see players have difficulties for sure. Like DeAndre Hopkins, while he had a touchdown that game, he didn't exactly rack up a bunch of yards against Patrick Peterson. Well, credit for him being a great corner, but he does have some really good ways of, you know, tricking other defenses and getting Matt Stafford to throw three interceptions in a game Mm -hmm. because he's, he is a good defensive minded coach. And if they were able to, you know, keep many key players on the defense, you know, while their stats didn't pop off the page impre- like in a good way, 
there's still a lot that he had going for him. So I'd like to see that, like leading the league in sacks. There's still ways to keep him as a part of the uh, team and make sure that they stay successful. Yeah, I think the thing is with him, he's he needs people to buy into his system and not, you know, the the word going around by some of the players is that guys were freelancing, you know, because they're on on one year deals, so they're trying to make these big plays when you know that might actually result in the other team getting the big plays, um, and you know, and but they don't care because they're going to be gone in a year, and and it doesn't matter to them if if Mike Zimmer loses his job because they might not even be with the Vikings, um. But I think I, I think I keep going back to the Vikings might keep Mike Zimmer because you look back before they even got Kirk Cousins and the success he was able to have. Obviously, his defense was a lot younger and cheaper, um, but he was able to get two NFC North titles with Teddy Bridgewater and Case Keenum as his starting quarterbacks in those years. Um and Dalvin Cook, what, 2017, he was hurt for most of the year, so he had Jared McKinnon and Latavius Murray as the the running backs. So you look at teams like that where Zimmer's whole philosophy before Kirk Cousins came along was play defense, run the ball, you know, control the clock, and most of the time, you're going to win. And that was the case. But then, you know, guys started to get more expensive on defense. They had to cut some guys here to save cap room and rely more on younger players, inexperienced players that Mike Zimmer typically doesn't like to play. Um, and then, you know, maybe some things, there's maybe some miscommunications with Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer as far as what veterans to bring in and things like that. Um, so I think it's just a bunch of things. And that brings me to my next question is, if Zimmer comes back... Should the Vikings look to move on from Kirk Cousins? Because it just, it just, this past four years, it just feels like it hasn't worked. That relationship, it's, it hasn't worked. It doesn't feel like it's going to work. And I just feel like the Vikings need to try their best to see, you know, if they want Kirk Cousins to be back, then they need to move on from Mike Zimmer. If they want Mike Zimmer to be back, then they need to move on from Kirk Cousins. Do you, do you feel the same way? I'd have to agree with you on that one because the biggest thing about a fan base and it, this is so important and people don't really, I'd say, say this out loud, but it's a fact for me is that you need to be able to buy into your quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is also unvaccinated, but no one cared because they were able to buy into him being good. Oh, it's his last people care. Yeah. A few (laughs) outside of the locker room though, outside of the locker room. Yeah, but at the end of the day, as long as he was playing, they don't care because they still believe that they have a chance. I don't know if there are a ton of Vikings fans that believe that Kirk Cousins gives the Vikings a chance in every single game when he goes out there and makes some pretty embarrassing mistakes, like not lining up under the center, like, you know, throwing for less than 100 yards in a game. Mm -hmm. It's stuff that you don't see happen often. But when it does happen, it's a headline. And I think they want someone that they can really rally around and buy into this image of them hoisting the Lombardi. And, you know, aside from a couple of memes, you're not going to be seeing Kirk Cousins hoisting a a Lombardi trophy up above his head anytime soon with the way that uh, he's perceived. Right. And he could, he could, you know, if he goes somewhere else and is able to win a championship, you know, good for him. He has the abilities to you know, help a team win games. But I've thought throughout his whole career, he's shown that he's not the reason why teams 
win games when you look at guys like Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers and and may, even you know what Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. But he's paid like those guys. But you know, if you're gonna get some, if you can get someone who's cheaper and they produce a similar you know result, and I threw threw this out on on Twitter the other day to and it kind of some people off because people are just tired of hearing about Teddy Bridgewater. But Teddy Bridgewater and Kirk Cousins have led their teams to the same amount of wins this year. And Teddy Bridgewater's cap hit is $4 million and Kirk Cousins' cap hit is $31 million. So you could just think about all of the things the Vikings could have done with that extra $25 million uh, to help out their roster, to you know maybe sign some guys to longer contracts so they feel like maybe they can buy in because they have they're going to be spending a little longer with the Vikings and they don't have to worry about putting stuff on tape to look good for their next contract, or they can go out and get some big free agents for offensive line help. That would be weird, um, you know, just and a better pass rusher stuff like that. Like they they brought in a bunch of free agents, but they did not bring in. I don't think you could regard. Okay, maybe Patrick Peterson, but even him, I don't think you could regard any of the free agents they brought in last year as like the top tier free agents. Um, Patrick Peterson aside, I think, but still people thought he was maybe past his prime because he was in his 30s or whatever and kind of fell off the last two years in the Cardinals. But I think, yeah, if you bring Zimmer back, you got to move on from Cousins. That that relationship just, it, do, it doesn't work. And there's, there's, there's proof out there that Mike Zimmer really never wanted the Vikings to sign Kirk Cousins. He said it before they even signed him, like, don't take away from what we can do for the rest of the team, you know, and, and that kind of happened. So if one comes back, the other's got to go. I just, we cannot do this again. We, we cannot, because it's it's going to be the same outcome or, or, or worse. Um, but talking about these two guys, who do you think has the best shot at returning to the Vikings for next season. Oh, you know, it's really <laughs> hard to see. It, it's it's really, really hard to see either one of them leaving at this point because Kirk Cousins is under contract and it's going to be hard to move him. And then with Mike Zimmer, I mean, unless you find a better replacement that you can really like rally behind as much mm-hmm. as like, it's the same thing with Kirk Cousins, right? How do you replace them without knowing that you're going to be getting an upgrade here? You can't just take a risk and hire someone just because you feel like it. So I'd imagine they both have a really good chance here, but I would have to give the edge to Cousins strictly because of his contract, just because it's really hard to move that contract. And if you cut him, you're basically saying, all right, well, we're going to pay all this dead cap money and we are, we're tanking the season. So that's just simply not going to happen. You're not going to sell seats that way and you're not going to inspire the fan base. So I got to say Cousins would stick around, but I don't know if either one of them is going. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be, as difficult maybe as some people think to move him because there's always teams in need of a quarterback. You look at teams already like the Steelers, the Broncos, um, you know, maybe even like a team like the Texans if they get rid of Deshaun Watson. Um, and the team, Kirk Cousins has a $45 million cap hit with the Vikings next year, but whatever team acquires him only has to pay $35 million of that right now. And that's not including if the Vikings are like, hey, we'll chip in another 10 or $15 million to take that off your our our hands, which they could do. So I think there's going to be interest. I think it just depends on how much the Vikings are asking for. If they're asking for multiple first round picks and no, they're not going to get that. But if they're fine with settling for, I don't know, like a second and a third or, 
or a first and a fourth or something like that, then then that's the deal they got to consider because I've, I've I've looked at a lot of the things as far as the roster goes next year, and they're already going to be they're already projected to be over the cap, like seven or ten million. And to get into that, they're going to have to get rid of some players. And you could either get rid of Kirk Cousins and solve everything and get over the cap, or you have to get rid of multiple players. Like you have to get rid of Daniel Hunter. You got to get rid of Michael Pierce. You got to get rid of Harrison Smith. Like these guys that are going to, that's going to have a much bigger impact on your team than, you know, you get rid of Kirk Cousins and you draft someone or you sign a free agent or something. That's going to have a much bigger impact. So it's going to be a very interesting off season to say the least. And I'm sure we're going to hear lots of back and forth reports, especially if, if Zimmer is still back and he's still in the building and he's trying to push Kirk Cousins out the door, which I think would probably happen. He's probably going to, if he's, if they're like, Oh, we're going to bring you back. He's probably like, that's cool. You better not bring, you know, cousins back. Cause <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. But, um, we haven't really talked about Rick Spielman. Do you think that he should continue on as the Vikings general manager? Or do you think the Vikings, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. He's been with the team for so long, but I feel like if they do anything with him, it would be to remove him from general manager and give him another role in the front office or something. Um, do you think they should do that or, or keep him as a general manager moving forward? Yeah, I don't know where uh, everyone else's thoughts are with Slick Rick over there, but I'm a huge <laughs> fan, absolutely huge fan, because uh, every time I'm talking to someone and I do mention the Vikings draft, they mention the successes because of his ability to trade back, get more picks. You know, maybe they don't always pan out that way, but he, most of the time it ends up working out, especially with his late round draft success, which has been amazing in producing, you know, stars like, I guess, Daniel Hunter was a mid-round pick. Third uh, round. Stephon third round yeah and then you got stefan diggs kj osborne you got a ton of talent that you're really like getting a super value in late Kendricks and dalvin cook were second round picks oh yeah absolutely and they didn't even have a first round pick when they had dalvin but they still made it work so yeah i think with when you have someone like that who's really good at finding value and acquiring value despite the panic trades for like uh mr tight end over there i can't even say his name right now but yeah, that's the yeah. one. <laughs> I think he just but went yeah. on the COVID list too. So yeah. It's great. So aside from trades like that, he's really good at building in the draft, especially on draft day and still landing quality players. So I don't think you want to get rid of someone like that when you see teams like the Jaguars and other franchises like the Jets where they struggle acquiring talent and they trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker when they could have landed someone else. So I think you want someone who's really savvy in the draft like that on your team, regardless of who's the head coach or the, the, uh, the QB. Yeah. So you think he should just stick as a GM and, uh, uh, they shouldn't look for someone else next year or until he like gives them a reason to change. I don't see why he should be in a different role. See, that's the thing. Like all this talk about change and you look at the Vikings and they never really hit like that rock bottom um, with Mike Zimmer and, and Rick Spielman. And I feel like when changes like this happen to teams who've had a coach in the GM combo for a long time, they it just unravels really quickly. You look at maybe like the Falcons with Dan Quinn and, and Thomas Dimitrov. And you look at maybe a team, uh, I don't know, if, uh, maybe back in the day when Andy Reid was with the Eagles and they had a terrible season with them and then he's gone. Um it just it 
hasn't gotten to that point where it's just like they're at this rock bottom. It's just kind of got stagnant. And I think people are kind of annoyed with that. Um, but at the same time, you want... It feels like they're close. Like It feels like they're close. They had so many close games. And if a couple of those go differently, we're, we're talking much differently now. We're probably not even talking about Mike Zimmer uh, being fired or anything like that. Um, but I would like to see, I keep coming back to, I would like to see what these, what these two Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman can do without Kirk Cousins on the roster. I want to see what can happen. I look at it as they took a chance on Kirk Cousins. It was the correct call in 2018. Uh, when it came to picking the quarterbacks, he was the best option available. You look at Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, and Sam Bradford. He was the best option available. But it was not a good idea to give him, him an extension <laughs> in 2020. I look at I look at that and looking back on it, obviously maybe maybe I felt differently back then, but looking back on it, it was not the best idea in the world. And obviously we didn't know how it was going to turn out after that. But um, I'm just curious to see how this team can do without Kirk Cousins. And you mentioned, I guess, getting a quarterback that's as good as Kirk Cousins. And I wonder, do we value a quarterback that can help you get more wins or get more stats? Because right now, Kirk Cousins has really good stats, but he doesn't have wins. And people point to, well, it's the offensive line or the defense. And it's like, well, why do you think they can't build an offensive line or a defense like quickly or whatever? Because they don't have enough money because someone's getting paid a lot. Uh. <laughs> For sure. And there's like, that's the thing about getting a quarterback too, is that there are journeyman options out there that will For help sure. you at least, you know, fulfill the band fan base's desire to have a different signal caller while still having a plan in the future to get another quarterback. So we, let's say they went out and got someone like a Marcus Mariota mm -hmm. or they went out and, you know, maybe even bring another quarterback in like Tyrod Taylor, where it's like, Trey you know, you don't Baker expect Mayfield. I mean, I wouldn't because he's going <laughs> to demand some sort of money, but if you went out there, got yourself a journeyman quarterback yeah. for a decent price and you clearly had a plan for the future because no one believes that they're going to be the answer, then it would really get, it would help inspire that fan base. So whenever that quarterback does get drafted, they have something to believe in again. Right? right. So, yeah, I think when it comes to changing the quarterback, it's that's something that could happen uh, depending on whatever they do with his salary, of course. Yeah. And I saw something the other day where we've, we've been hearing about how this incoming draft class for quarterbacks is not the greatest. And, you know, it's probably not going to be worth spending the first round pick on anybody. And then I saw the other day, somebody wrote, I think it was someone from, from K Phantom. I think it was Jack white actually. Um, and he, not the singer of the white stripes. Um, but he, um, he wrote how like in 2017, that, that draft class of quarterbacks was viewed coming in like as, is pretty poor and it featured Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, and I remember looking back what n people didn't think Justin Herbert was going to be the kind of quarterback that uh, he turned out to be. So, when people are like, oh, they're not going to be able to draft a quarterback in the first round because there's no not going to be anyone you know, good enough to be available. It's like, we, we don't know that. Like, it depends where you go, what system you get in, and where you fit. And, like, it just, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, there's just a lot that's going to happen this offseason. Um, aside from Zimmer and, and Spielman and Cousins, you know, what are some of the other changes you think that 
need to be made to this team aside from from those main main people? I think they need to reinstill a strong culture that the players can buy into as well, because let's be completely honest here. The Vikings season has been flooded with headlines, just (laughs) everything you could possibly think of, whether, you know, Everson Griffin having his mental health issues to injury management with Adam Thielen coming back way too soon from a high ankle sprain and the vaccinations, everything became a headline and that's, yeah, exactly. So it's it's time that they find a way where it's you come in and like the Patriots do your job because it's getting really, really confusing out there trying to sort through all the headlines and evaluate the team and try to like figure out what is going well for the team because at the beginning of the year, oh, you know, offense is struggling a little bit, but the defense is this and then it would alternate. So it's like, where are the Vikings right now? I don't think anybody actually knows where this team is right now and they need to figure that out and how they want to you conduct themselves in the future. Do you bring guys back like Cliff uh, Kubiak and Adam Zimmer and Andre Patterson? Like, are those the guys you want leading your offense and defense? Or do you try and bring, bring in guys with more experience or maybe just give Andre Patterson the job himself instead of making it the co-defensive coordinator job, uh, which I read somebody put out something about nepotism in the NFL recently. And, uh, Inside sources in the and within the Vikings called that kind of a slap in the face to Andre Patterson to make Adam Zimmer the co-defensive coordinator, which I don't disagree with. But um, do do you think those guys should continue on with the Vikings in the same roles next year, or do you think maybe they should look for a more experienced, let's just even a more experienced offensive coordinator? I think they should at least let the position, you know, have a battle, kind of find out who's going to be the most suitable for the role. Because you mentioned the nepotism thing and you see it over in New England where um, (laughs) Steve Belichick is out there having a role on the defense, but he's not, it's not a nepotism thing. It's that defense is running well, right? I don't know if Adam Zimmer has proven anything that makes you think otherwise that, hey, this is going really well. So I think they should at least have it open and be looking at other options while also giving the guys in the current roles a chance to retain their position. I think it's in the best interest of the team that they explore all options to try to figure out what's going on and how to get it right. Yeah. Do you think maybe Clint Kubiak takes some of the blame for maybe some of the things that Kirk Cousins might do on the field as far as maybe like checking down and things like that? Do you think Kubiak might take a little more than he probably deserves as far as that goes? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting one too because I wanted to know how much Zimmer was involved in the offense and just what exactly his role was with this because there's a lot of miscommunication on the offense where it's like, I can't call a timeout, I can't do this. It's like, yeah, he could. So that's a whole mess that needs to be sorted out on its own is what are we going to do with this offense that, you know, we have all the pieces we need to make it a high octane offense. Yes, the offensive line isn't where we want it to be, but it's also not the sole reason they've lost games either. So I don't even know. He he probably could take a lot more of a hit than he should, but until we have some clarity on what the whole structure is for that offense, I don't know how things are going to shake out there. Yeah. Speaking of offense, sticking on that side of the ball to get you out of here, I'm just going to ask you, when the Vikings are making decisions this offseason, should keeping Justin Jefferson happy factor into what they you know ultimately decide to do with some of these these choices? 
I think it should factor into everything yeah. because we once the, the fan base lost Stefan Diggs to a trade, things got dark there for a little <laughs> bit. People were yeah. concerned. And then Justin Jefferson came in, just really reignited everything, has mm-hmm. been absolutely excellent since the day he walked in and actually got some real opportunities in week three of his rookie season. And if you can rally around Justin Jefferson the way everyone else has, and no one has any concerns with the way he's going to produce on the field, the one thing you can do to the fan base is make that role, make that entire presence on that offense, understand that they're appreciated and that they have a huge part in any championship hopes. Yeah, I think I, I kind of go, I kind of worry because it's a receiver and I, don't feel like you should build your team around a receiver, but at the same time, he's not your typical normal everyday receiver. He feels like a one in a like a one of one kind of receiver where you can't waste his career. Like I feel like the, a lot of people probably feel like the Vikings did with Randy Moss, where you have this ridiculous one of a kind player, and he gets to the playoffs like three times in his six or seven years with the Vikings. Um, so the Vikings cannot do that with Justin Jefferson. I know it's a totally different regime and everything. And, you, and yes, you do look back at Justin Jefferson. You could even say Percy Harvin. Uh, you go back that far as far as keeping receivers uh, happy. And Rick Spielman was involved with that. Um, so, and uh, I'm not so sure that uh, I keep going back to Kirk Cousins, that Kirk Cousins is is not, you know, not free of guilt when it comes to why Stefan Diggs left. Uh, I know he mentions the offense and the schemes that they were running, but it seemed like he was fine with that offense in the first uh, four or five years he was with uh, the Vikings. So, uh, uh, <laughs> kind of interesting timing. Um, all right, that's all I got for today. Uh, oh, yeah, the Vikings are playing the Bears on Sunday. I think they're favored by three points. Um, Kirk Cousins is expected to start, so that's good. Um, we're not expected to see Kellen Mond. Um, it, it is what it is. Um, I guess hopefully they get a win. I, I don't even know. I don't care. I just want, I would like to see, actually, I would like to see Justin Jefferson has a chance to break the Vikings, I believe, single season receiving yards record, which Randy Moss has. I think he needs like 125 or something like that. So I would like to see that happen. Uh, but if not, oh well. But that's all I got. For today, Elliot, where can people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, so it's just my name, E-L-L-I-O-T-T-K-N-O-P-P. Got a lot of so doubles up there, so hopefully they can get the name Elliot spelled right this time. <laughs> so go check that out. Go check out uh, some of his stuff on the Viking Age. Go check out the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time... We will talk to you later. When you need me, 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.